Hey y'all, it's Crystal. And it's Samantha, and this is Serial Holic Sisters. True crime shit. Hey girl, hey. Hey. <laughs> so, um, I've heard from a couple people that like either reached out to myself or reached out to Crystal that they couldn't hear me as well in the last couple episodes. So that's because I'm not using my microphone. <laughs> kind of had some issues with my microphone. So um, I opted out and decided to just use my, basically my speaker for my computer. And as everyone knows, I don't have a pod lab. <laughs> so I have a really, really big living room. And I think the reason that we haven't been able to really hear me is because it's so big. So like, yeah, like it just kind of echoes in a way, I guess. I don't know. Right. Um, so I was going to record in the kitchen where I like study and everything at our table because it's a smaller, I mean, it's a big kitchen, but it's smaller than our living room. However, <laughs> I figured nobody wanted to hear our dehydrator. <laughs> yeah, probably not so much. Yeah, my husband's making jerky, so there's that. So just dehydrating away, that's cool. Yeah, he's on like a jerky making fiend right now. Oh, a fiend. Yeah, he's every every other weekend he's like, hey, can you go buy some more jerky meat? <laughs> like, what? Sure. <laughs> Because we just need 12 pounds of jerky in our <laughs> fridge. No big deal. Okay. Well, alrighty then. It's a lot of talk about jerky. <laughs> but yeah. So that's yeah. Basically, basically all that's really new with me is, is getting ready for the new semester for school and, and jerky. Yeah. And jerky. <laughs> Can't forget the jerky. Alrighty. Well, I, it's my turn this week, y'all. I had that nice two-week break because she did the two-parter. <laughs> yeah, and so... The stuttering. <laughs> the stuttering two-parter. Um, stuttering. T- um, so, yeah. I'm going to I'm gonna go. I'm going to go for it. <laughs> I'm excited. I'm excited. So, I'm covering a case that seriously has had me going back and forth like a ridiculous amount of times on how I felt about it I actually texted Sam earlier this week and told her that um, kind of made me like what do you mean going back and forth are, are you saying like you're not ready she's like no no like back and forth as in I don't know how I feel about it and I was like I don't know how I feel about it and my brain hurts and it still hurts and I still don't know how I feel so I'll tell you about it and then you can try to decide how you feel is it gonna make is it gonna make my head hurt <laughs> maybe I mean probably so <laughs> we we the past few times we've done like pretty big cases you know we both did the I did West Memphis one three and you knows. did yeah right and you did Ted Bundy um so I wanted to do one that's maybe not as much talked about now as like other cases like that so that maybe you don't know like all the details about it you know okay okay so this week I am covering Darlie Routier do you know? No, I don't, I don't know this one. Okay. Well, good. I'm going to go ahead before I start and say huge trigger warning for the entire episode. Oh, so, okay. <laughs> just so everybody knows. <laughs> so we um, went there. Okay. <laughs> well, it involves like the murders of small children. And so I know that can be like really hard to hear about sometimes when you get into details. So just trigger warning everyone. There you go. 
All right, so I'm gonna get into it. Okay. Here we go. So we're gonna start on June 6th, 1996 in Rowlett, Texas. Pick up so sticks. do what? 1996 pickup sticks. 1996 pickup sticks. Um, 2.31 a.m., a night emergency dispatcher named Doris Trammell um, she got a phone call and she couldn't believe what she was hearing. So this area is known as like a quiet, peaceful community. And she was now listening to a hysterical woman on the other line screaming that an intruder had broken into their home and stabbed her and her two young children. Aww. So Trammell's like trying to calm the woman down so she can like figure out what was going on. But the woman just continues to scream. My babies are dying. My babies are dying. Just terrible. Um, Trammell traced the call to a number belonging to Darren and Darlie Routier at 5801 Eagle Drive. And this was kind of like a posh upper class type neighborhood. It was like so always known to this doesn't typically happen. Right. So um, Trammell alerted the authorities. She alerted the authorities. The authorities. Um, <laughs> she said authorities. She said, she said, Jeezer. Yeah. <laughs> she alerted the authorities that there was a medical emergency and like while she was staying on the line with Darlie and she was trying to get like some kind of explanation of what had happened yeah um finally Routier told Trammell that while she and her little boys were sleeping downstairs someone had come in and stabbed her children and then her she said she woke up and started fighting and he threw the knife down and ran out through the garage so when um after hearing this, Trammell instructed Darlie like not to touch anything, and Routier said that she had already picked the knife up, and then she was like muttering something like, "What if we could have gotten the prints off of it or something?" Like she was just like muttering that. So um, Trammell then asked her how old her boys were, and Darlie told her that they were five and six, and their names were Devin and Damon. Now, while all of this is going on, before the police and the ambulance arrived, Darren, Darlie's husband. He, he had woken up to Darlie screaming for him. So he came down, he comes downstairs and he sees his wife like screaming and covered in blood. Um, and two of his three sons are laying on the ground also covered in blood. So Darren and their seven month old son Drake had slept upstairs the night before while mm -hmm. Darlie, Damon and Devin had slept downstairs in the den. So Darren rushed over to his six-year-old Devin's side and um he finds that he has two huge gas gashes in his chest so deep that they had gone through him completely to the carpet oh. underneath oh yeah. my god yeah trigger trigger warning um he checked for a pulse and he didn't feel anything he then turned to five-year-old Damon and he could hear him breathing but it was like a radley raspy like struggle for air but he was breathing so at this point, Darren's like torn between his two, his two sons. He's like panicking. His wife is pacing around, screaming into the phone, covered in blood and holding a towel to her bleeding neck. Um, he, he makes a decision to start CPR on Devin, the one that wasn't breathing, um, because he could still hear Damon breathing. So he's like, well, maybe I can help. Mm -hmm. Maybe I can bring him back, you know. Um, this is when Officer David Wad Waddell arrives on the scene. So he can't believe what he's seeing. He'd never seen anything like this. Um, he did notice that Damon was still alive and he instructed Darley to put some towels across him and like apply pressure to his wounds. Mm -hmm. um, 
but in her frantic state she's just like screaming and she's like yelling at him she's like the intruder may still be in the garage like he went to the garage so um then sergeant matthew walling and a paramedic team arrive and so together waddell and walling followed the bloody trail from the den where the boys and the mother had been sleeping and they followed it through the kitchen and the utility room into the attached garage so yes. there's a bloody trail to the garage yes from so the den there bloody trail to the garage if the mother was okay well that because she said that's where that's the way the true the intruder left like he went oh from, okay okay i'm with you yeah well i mean i i mean i caught that but i'm just kind of thinking okay well obviously he have if he a just, bunch of blood on him well i'm saying obviously if you stab three people you're gonna have blood on you well yeah i mean i get that but i'm but also okay. she had um how i said let's see what did she say what did i say she said she said that she, about the prince being off the knife yeah she she had already picked up the knife so she had already gone through there so bloody trail was would have been probably from blood on him and also she had already gone through there because she okay so let's see where am i follow the bloody trail through the garage can't find you okay mm -hmm. they're in the garage <laughs> so they they noticed um a screen on a side window that's in the garage the screen had been like slashed down the middle okay okay so but they don't like see anything else they don't see like an intruder or the attacker or anything like that so they go back to the kitchen and they're like looking around and um like i said the attacker would have had to go through the kitchen to get to the garage and when they first are looking at the kitchen they're like man it's like a wreck in here there's stuff knocked over there's glass all over the floor vacuum was laying on its side and a bloody butcher's knife was on the countertop of the island so next to the knife was an untouched woman's purse and a set of expensive looking jewelry so that was just sitting there um they then searched the entire house to make sure the intruder wasn't just like hiding somewhere in the house like maybe they're like well maybe she was confused and thought he went this way and he went a different way and he's just like hiding so they're checking the whole house making sure everything's clear mm -hmm. they check every room upstairs and down when they're upstairs they come across baby drake whimpering in his crib so they bring him downstairs and that's when darren explained to him to explain to them that, that like that's their youngest son and that he and drake had slept upstairs and darley and the older two boys had fallen asleep in the den after watching tv the night before so meanwhile they're checking the house and all that the paramedics are there and they're like trying to tend to the boys so Devin, unfortunately had already passed away they rushed um damon to the ambulance and like inserted a trach tube to try to help him get some air because he had been stabbed four times in the back and one of the stab wounds had penetrated his lungs so that's why he was struggling so hard to breathe his lungs um, were filling up so sadly he also died before they were able to get him to the hospital across town Oh. yeah so now there's two dead young children paramedics are tending to darley she had several like cuts and bruises on her arms she had a cut across the inside of her left hand like across her fingers and her thumb mm -hmm. which kind of makes you think like a defensive wound like she grabbed well, yeah, the knife like yeah she, like grabbed the knife and she had a slash across her throat within two millimeters of her carotid artery oh god two millimeters right <laughs> So she definitely didn't do it herself. That's crazy close. Um, like 
the likelihood of survival if your carotid artery is slashed is like super slim. Oh yeah. Cause you would have like active arterial bleeding. Like, well, that. and not just that, but, um, do you know how quick you bleed out from that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. You'd lose a ton of blood so fast. Cause you have, you, they, right. yeah, you would, you would bleed out before you could even get to a hospital. Right. So, <laughs> right. So to think that it missed by two millimeters, that's crazy. Um, she wouldn't even be able to make that phone call. Right. For sure. So paramedics are like bandaging her up and like, they're like stairs stripping her throat until she can get to the hospital and they can like do surgery and all that stuff like sew her up and whatnot um they're getting ready to transport her to the hospital and while they're doing this police are interviewing her like trying to get the story and make sense of like all of this Mm -hmm. so darley told them intruder had entered their home and had mounted her on the couch while she slept she then awakened to him screamed and after struggling with him he bolted towards the garage it was then that she noticed that he had attacked her sons first. Like she hadn't heard that attack at all because she was sleeping, she said. So. Which she is then, really odd. Right, in the same room. So she then described the attacker as a man of medium to tall height. She said he was dressed in all black, like he had a black t-shirt, black jeans, black baseball cap. Um, and then at 3 a.m., so like 30 minutes about after she called 911, she was transported to Baylor Medical Center. Um, her husband followed the ambulance, um, but he, was, he wasn't driving. He was being driven by their neighbor, Tom Neal, because he was like too shaken up to drive. And Tom's wife, Karen, stayed behind to take care of baby, baby Drake. So the canine unit arrived on the scene and they were like searching the neighborhood. Ooh, that's a weird way to say that. The neighborhood. <laughs> the neighborhood. <laughs> a big word for any signs of the fleeing intruder so in an alley behind their home they found a sock like about 75 feet down the alley this sock had both Devin's and damon's blood on it huh. so that was weird right i'm gonna come back to the sock later that's interesting 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 why a sock right right out of everything that you find clothing wise you found a sock so the best thing that i could find that described why a sock and it's just basically just them guessing is that you know they had to go through the kitchen then the utility room and then the garage utility room had the laundry laundry yes maybe their laundry was in the garage or something utility room right or yeah and it just got connect like right yeah so um they also noticed the garage window window escape theory seemed very unlikely so the screen had been slit down the middle but it showed no signs at all of having been like forcibly pushed in or out to allow a body to go through it and then also the screen's frame was like very easily removable so that made them think that anyone would just like take it off if they were gonna go out the window instead of like cutting a little slash in it and trying to like shimmy through it Uh Um, also the ground below the window outside it was like wet with dew there was like mulch all under there and there was no shoe prints yeah it was completely undisturbed like nothing had been through it it was clear nobody had gone through that at all so they're like okay that's weird so they follow uh, darley's bloody footprints because she was barefoot so they could tell it was her feet um they followed footprints from the den through the kitchen through the utility room onto the concrete floor of the garage all the way to below the window with the slash screen. 
Okay, so they also noticed that the dust on the windowsill is completely undisturbed. Like there's no fingerprints, no handprints or anything on or around the window. Like there's dust there that hasn't been touched. Um, and there was no blood in there at all besides the bloody footprints. Yeah, that's why I said when you said there was a bloody trail. So here's the thing. Even if somebody, say somebody came in and stabbed him, right? Mm-hmm um he's not bleeding so yeah there's blood on your clothes there's blood on that right but he's the, got blood the from them on him you, but the likelihood of you tracing that much blood throughout the house is actually really not just it's, so it's you know. actually really not um it's, it's really not it's not there <laughs> um <laughs> i mean yes there are going to be traces especially shoe prints or something like that if if the perpetrator had been right um stabbing but again also she said Yes, but again, also she said she like chased him through there. Yeah, but so she was actively bleeding through her from her throat and everything. I'm gonna tell you right now that I don't believe that either. <laughs> I'm sorry, <laughs> but most people don't chase after her attacker. <laughs> she said, "Get up out of here, <laughs> shoot, fly, shoot." <laughs> no, no. So right. I'm saying, like, if if they're gonna if he's gonna drag something, so here's my thing. If there was somebody that attacked her the way that she's stating attacked mm-hmm. her yeah. on top of her was on top of her, um, the likelihood of blood being on her or on the perpetrator is more like likely to happen because he's on top of her, um, especially if if slashed by the neck. So like the blood patterns for necks, like neck wounds, it typically splatters like it's a, almost like a spewing does that make sense? I'm thinking. I'm I know what you're saying, but I'm like, is it always though, or is that only if you hit like a major, like the carotid artery? No, if if it's if she's slashed the way that she is, um, if he's on top of her, I uh, if assume... she's laying if she's laying on her back and her throat is slashed, I would assume the blood would just pull down below her because she's laying flat. Depending right. On how, depending on how he attacked her though so it depends on how he stabbed her so if he's gonna stab her right i mean i'm not saying none of it would splash back on him like but here's my thing it's a stabbing wound it's not a slicing wound wound so if if he was gonna well it's like a slash like he had slashed across her supposedly he had slashed across her neck okay because because if it's because there's pictures of her injury there's pictures of her injuries i'll have to okay put up on the thing Okay, because I'm sitting here thinking, man, this is just not, so there would be some type of blood that could get on him to where it would track blood spatters or like blood patterns with him when he's like running out of the house. But if there's only from her, then there's a problem there with that. Right. You would think if he, first of all, if he left through the window, the grass would be disturbed under it. Yeah. There, there would be blood all around the window seal from him going through it, like well, especially from his hands, right? So he just killed two little boys all the way through, like literally went all the way through one. Right. You're gonna have blood on your hands, right? And there's no hand print, like no, no prints at all going mm-hmm. through that window. So there was also no blood outside the window in the yard. Or on the six foot tall fence surrounding the yard. But there or, was a sock in the or alley. Or in the alley. The only blood was the sock that was on the sock in the alley. That was it. I don't even 
fucking happen. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> like, it don't make no fucking sense. I don't understand. I'm telling you, this makes my head hurt, this case. This is making my head hurt because <laughs> I'm over here like, oh, no, the mom did it. Because the mom was so worried about the fingerprints and um, right. the mom, like, like she's the only one downstairs. Uh, she's running through the house with a wound in her neck and calling that like she's not she's not sitting with her dead children right right sobbing over them like the mom did it like that's what I'm <laughs> sitting here saying and then I'm like wait a minute there's a sock in the alley how the fuck did it get there <laughs> how is there a sock in the alley okay did you throw it <laughs> <laughs> just like yeeted it to the alley she's like it. <laughs> <laughs> okay so, let's um let's see they start looking into the signs of the struggle that Darley said that, that she had had with him like on the couch and like through the house or whatever so a couple mm-hmm. things with this didn't seem to add up so the lampshade behind the couch was like all like knocked right it was like a skew so it looked like it had been bumped into okay there was a flower arrangement that had been knocked over onto the floor beside the coffee table but investigators found it odd that none of the stems on the flowers were like broken it they said it looked almost as if instead of falling they had been like placed on the ground so um they also found it weird that nothing had been stolen from the house so yeah that that would mean that would mean that somebody broke into this house with the sole purpose of like murdering them yeah exactly and also they only murdered them and not the father and right baby right so If, if their sole purpose was to murder these people they would murder them all then why why would you just run away when you wouldn't murder the two children and then leave the woman alive and run away like your ass would stay there and finish the deed right so like i said her purse and like the jewelry were sitting on the counter they hadn't been touched so like they knew the purse hadn't been touched because it was like latch closed closed and the jewelry was like lined up neatly beside it so why it just doesn't make sense um they also noticed something weird about the broken glass on the floor so Darley's footprints were like everywhere throughout there and there was broken glass everywhere Mm -hmm. even on top of her bloody footprints but there didn't seem to be blood on the glass and they would later find out it was placed like it was so they later find out that there was no cuts on the bottom of her feet so that suggests that the glass was broken after she had walked through and just scattered yeah just like that makes it seem like it was staged like she just like threw some glass around and so now they're like really starting to question her story they're like okay this this is not right now the evidence does i mean the evidence is turning against her (laughs) It, it is yes Dear Colgate, I love that you love that I love being at home. You even let me whiten my teeth from home. Because you know how I feel about getting up from my cloud couch. The Colgate Optic White LED Kit gives professional level results in just 10 minutes a day for 10 days when used as directed. And that's why, Colgate, I want you to meet my parents. Because ever since meeting you, I've been living life to the brightest. Colgate Optic White. Find it at all major retailers. All right, so now I'm going to go into the family's background a little bit. So Darley and Darren met and began dating in high school after her mother introduced them. So he was a busboy at the Western Sizzler where she worked, where the mom worked at, Darley's mom. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And who was also named Darley, by the way. So that wasn't confusing at all when I was like looking That's at this. Very, very confusing. <laughs> um, like, can we give them like separate names so we can? Right? So Mama Darley thought that the two would be a good match. Who? Okay, time out. Who <laughs> names? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but I guess I sit back and I say, who names their child after themselves? And then I stop and I'm like, oh yeah, Lorelai Gilmore did. <laughs> yeah, she did. But it's fine. Her daughter went by Rory, so it wasn't the same. Yeah, but that's they like, both went by Darley. <laughs> yeah, who does that? Who does that? <laughs> confusing at all okay (laughs) so let's see mama darley thought they'd be a good match by all reports it was love at first sight for both of them so they dated all throughout high school and they continued dating when darren went away to technical college in dallas okay so she was two years younger than him so she was still in high school but they continued like a long distance type relationship until she finished school because she was she was in Lubbock, Texas, and he was in Dallas, so that was about 350 miles away. So um, after graduating high school, she moves to Dallas with him, and they lived together, and they saved the money that he made as a technician at a computer chip company. And then in uh, August of 1988, when Darley was 18 and Darren was 20, they got married, and they honeymooned first class in Jamaica. Oh dang! <laughs> okay, I mean, I still haven't had a honeymoon. <laughs> Oh, me neither. <laughs> and I've been married since 07, but whatever. <laughs> I mean, I haven't been married that long, but I've only been married since 2019. But I mean, we've been together forever. <laughs> so we didn't have, we didn't have, <laughs> we didn't have a first class honeymoon to Jamaica. We didn't have a honeymoon at all. <laughs> so, and we planned on having a honeymoon like our first anniversary, but you know, COVID. And COVID <laughs> went ahead and fucked everything up. <laughs> Way to go. <laughs> so Darren started um his own company that ran out of their house. It was called Testnec. And okay. it was a it was a company that tested computer circuit boards because he's all like fancy and shit with computers. So he starts his company. Darley ran the books for their company. She like kept track of everything. Then Devin was born on June 14th, 1989, and Damon followed on February 19th, 1991. Um, Darren's business was booming at this point like they found that it had become necessary to have office space to work from instead of like from the house and by 1992 the company had earned a small fortune so they had a huge house built in an upper class class upper class class neighborhood and they bought a Jaguar and they eventually bought a boat so okay all right Darley was said to have a major love of shopping and she she had been that kind of cash (laughs) right she had been nicknamed by her friends um shop till you drop Darley so (laughs) um her wardrobe bills like skyrocketed all of her life her image had always been like a huge deal to her because she had always been known as like a head turner and like she took a lot of pride in being seen like as attractive by people Mm -hmm she decided at one point she was to get breast implants and opted for size double e jesus who would do that <laughs> right like you do you get it girl but that sounds girl, like a want... major back pain like, i was gonna from... <laughs> say you want that back pain don't you like that's excessive but okay like that is more than excessive girl that is nuts man okay, okay dolly 
calm down. Like, I'm going to need you to just step it, step it back just a bit, girl. She was <laughs> like, like, I have all the money. The, Give yeah. me the biggest size you've got. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. No. No. That's not, no. So, so a lot of people. I like, oh. I like shopping. I like shopping just like any girl, but I don't like clothes shopping. If it oh, was, I, that's the worst. Clothes shopping is the worst. I hate it. I was going to say, if, if, if I could pick any type of shopping to do, it would be like home decor. Yeah. Same. <laughs> like I. Also, you said decor very fancily. Did I? Decor. Decor. <laughs> decor. Okay. Whatever. <laughs> decorations. We got, we got them decorations. No, like my husband, it drives him nuts because I will. I'm laughing. I'm laughing because I was on Amazon today and I was just like on Amazon and I was just going through literally just like looking up home decor and I do it every day when I got done I was like oh I should stop just adding things to my cart because I have $270 worth of items in my cart and and girls was like what did you say (laughs) I was like calm down it's just in the cart I haven't (laughs) so I so I do the same thing but the problem is um I've accidentally purchased before like not realizing they always add to the cart so then I can save it for later I don't do that now instead I actually make lists so I have probably 30 different Amazon lists oh my gosh on my on our account that I will just go back to and be like okay it's time to buy this (laughs) or it's time to buy this because I'm obnoxious that way but I do the same thing like I will get on daily or a couple times a week or depending on what it is or whatever and just like flip through amazon i'm like oh this is so cute i'm gonna put this in this list (laughs) yeah right it's easy to do but it is but we don't have darley routier money so we can't i don't don't have that kind of money so that's why it goes in the lists (laughs) and then it gets forgotten right (laughs) let's be honest if i buy it i'll get in trouble (laughs) right jeez so let's see a lot of people that were close to her said that she like loved showing off and like loved to keep her image up because she had major low self-esteem problems mm-hmm. which most people that are shopaholics do <laughs> right so there were rumors that the couple was having problems and that they were both cheating on each other but I saw nothing that proved that they were cheating. Like it was, mm-hmm. I just kept, kept seeing it say rumors, like anytime it was mentioned anywhere. Yeah, but I mean, when you're upper class, right. I feel like that's a, that always happens. So I anytime. did see, right. I did see that they once had a big argument at a Christmas party, like in front of all these people when mm-hmm. she quote, danced too many times with another man. Well, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Why aren't you dancing with your husband? Right, right. Like, uh, I'm going to tell you right now, that probably would have striked up a, a huge <laughs> issue with my mind, too. Like, don't You're like, like, I would have had a big argument at a Christmas party. <laughs> Hell yeah, I would. So first of all, if I would have danced with any male that wasn't my husband, Dallas would probably not be happy. Probably not. But if, my, if Dallas was dancing with females, I would be the same way. So yeah, <laughs> I'd be like, excuse the fuck out of me, sir. <laughs> I'm going to need you to step it on back and go sit down where you belong right now. Where you belong. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. So then let's see. Then Darlie got pregnant a third time and Drake was born in 
October, let's see, October 18th, 1995. Okay. So after this, Darlie suffered major postpartum depression. Um, it's a real thing. It is a terrible thing. She I, was... I suffered from it after dinner. Yes, it's a real, real terrible thing. Um, she was also, she was unable to shed a lot of the weight that she had gained from the pregnancy. Mm-hmm. And so she's like, she's getting super depressed she's she's not handling that well um she's taking diet pills that's not working um she's taking xanax like all the time that she was prescribed um because you know she'd always been super obsessed with her image and this extra weight does not work for that so yeah she's super unhappy um now there's more problems that the family's starting to face so test neck their business is now losing money um the company had grossed over $264,000 in 1995. Holy cow. Holy cow, yes. But business had slowed down considerably and it continued to decline. So in her depressed state, she'd stopped keeping the books like at all for the business. Um, she did, however, periodically keep a diary. And on May 3rd, 1996, she wrote in her diary. I'm going to read what she wrote that day. Okay. Um. Devin, Damon, and Drake, I hope you will forgive me for what I'm about to do. My life has been such a hard fight for such a long time, and I just can't find the strength to keep fighting anymore. I love you three more than anything else in this world, and I want all three of you to be healthy and happy, and I don't want you to see a miserable person every time you look at me. So that's really sad. Um, Sounds like a suicide note. Right. So Darren walked in when she was writing this and she broke down and told him that she'd been contemplating suicide. Okay. So she's unhappy. She's depressed. They're fighting a lot. They're having financial problems. So that's what she's thinking about. They talk it over. She calms down. So that was in May of 96. Um, By June of 96. So the same month of the murders. The routiers were two months behind on their mortgage. Um, they were unable to make the minimum payment on a $12,000 credit card debt that they had required. They also owed $10,000 in back taxes. And Darren was behind on the rent for his office space. So it's not looking good. Oh, so they're running out of money now. Yeah. Um, despite all of this, though, the family was planning a two-week vacation to Pennsylvania. And Darlie was also planning a trip with a friend um, to go to Cancun in July. So, like, so they just don't know how to manage their money. Right. So, like, how are you going to pay for these trips? <laughs> like, you, you <laughs> got some money. They need, they need to take a couple steps back. <laughs> need to go return that those breast implants and get you, like, something. <laughs> they need you to do something. <laughs> so... To pay for this, Darren applied for a $5,000 loan at the bank because that's what you do when you're in debt that you can't pay, right? You just like really need this vacation. So you need to go take out a loan. Um, Two days before the murders, he was turned down for this loan due to several reasons, um, including excessive obligations in relation to income, an excessive amount owed on revolving accounts, too many new accounts, and um, delinquent and past delinquent past and present credit card obligations with others so like all the reasons they're like no you can't have any more money (laughs) because you can't pay it back so (laughs) so that's where the family was 
like that was just like two days before the murders happened that's where they were mm-hmm. so let's go back to darley she's at the hospital um i'm going to start talking about major reasons why i kept going back and forth so there's a ton of articles and reports saying that at the hospital darley seemed like very indifferent nonchalant um and that she never ever cried so like her compassion and everything just disappeared right so people were like this is really weird for mom to be acting like this who just lost her two young children um absolutely and and okay so let's let's also note that shock is a real thing yes shock is a real thing and when you're in shock even over your own children, your own loved ones or anything, emotions can disappear. Right. Like nobody knows how they'll react to anything. Exactly. Shock, shock can do some crazy, crazy things. Right. But- so, I- <laughs> so I saw one article that said that when she got to the hospital, they wheeled her past one of the trauma rooms that had the door open that had one of her dead sons laying on the table. And she saw him and had no response. Okay, so that's, even with shock, I feel like I would still have a response. Right, so they, that article said that she she just turned her head back and stared straight ahead and didn't cry or anything, just like, looked away. Um, but I also, also saw- super, can, can we also state that that's super unprofessional and that- Right, like, what close. is that? <laughs> that's what I was thinking when I read that. I was like, who- runs your hospital like this what okay I'm close the fucking door i'm just like um excuse me but no well, <laughs> like, should he not be in the morgue like why is he just because, laying in a trauma room well that's what i'm saying like that's super unprofessional too because especially his body, since he died before he even got to the hospital he died before he got to the hospital the other one died before he even left his house right like which they, makes me question this this report the first it should have already gone they should have already been wheeled to the morgue and an autopsy be started if not well i mean that takes a while for autopsy like if i was gonna say if if the autopsy is not gonna be started yet at least he should have been getting prepped for something he should have been put in his in the should have been in the morgue at least in the morgue period so um i saw I questioned that when I read that because I was like, that doesn't sound right. I saw a ton of other reports, including like actual notes taken by some of the nurses at the hospital, like their actual reports. Yeah. Um, and these said things like, quote, patient was crying, patient was visibly upset, patient was very emotional, patient had periods of crying slash sobbing, patient continues to weep, and emotional support and encouragement given. Mm-hmm. So this says to me that she was not like she was crying like the nurses are notating it but there's tons of reports that are like no she was just like dead cold never cried so i'm like yeah okay. but who were the other reports coming from well some of it was from like some nurses that were in the hospital like actually testified that hmm right so okay right That's just so <laughs> odd i like how yeah I don't so so that's why I'm like I don't know what I believe. I tend to lean more towards believing like the actual notations made by nurses that I see. Well, yeah, I mean, if <laughs> other than just like are, hearsay. Well, and also if the notations are stating patient or patient was sobbing, patient was 
crying hysterically patient was this like I feel like I would more lean towards that and believe it because it's out there right. in the records right um and these nurses would have had to take the time to do all that too right like right so on Thursday so the day after the murders Darley was interviewed again by the police so she again told them about the intruder and the attack, but this time her story was like a little bit more detailed, which I guess can make sense because like she's had time to calm down some. Because talk is a thing. Right, <laughs> right. She's not, this isn't immediately after this just happened. So she's like, yeah. She wasn't bleeding from her neck. <laughs> right. So this time she says she heard Damon saying mommy and he was tugging on her shirt. Okay. Okay. She said, I opened my eyes and felt a man getting off of me. I got up to chase him, and when I got to the kitchen, I flipped the light on, and that's when I saw him drop the knife. Then he ran out through the garage. I went over and picked up the knife. I shouldn't have picked it up. I probably covered up fingerprints. I shouldn't have picked it up. Then I looked over and saw my two babies with blood all over them. I didn't even realize my own throat had been cut until I saw myself in the mirror. I screamed out to my husband. So... Here's my problem with this. Um, how did you not <laughs> feel a man on you? Exactly. She's saying that she slept through someone coming into her home, stabbing her five and six-year-old children multiple times in the same room that she's sleeping in. And then this guy got on top of her, slit her throat before she woke up. Like, what? I find this all very hard to believe. Like, that does not sound... How heavy of a sleeper are you? Like, what? Bruh. <laughs> like does he have to like sit on you and like donkey punch you but then you hear your little kid say mommy and you're like oh what oh this guy's on top of me no 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 i don't believe any of that so i for god's sakes i wake up with with my creepy ass kids that come up and stare at me from the side of the bed yes oh my gosh <laughs> i'm not kidding i have slapped one of mine i was say i literally almost punched uh one of them in the face when he was like two <laughs> yeah they don't do it now but when they did and and i didn't slap like i didn't slap mine in the face i just slapped mine out of like reflex right like, oh i'm so sorry i'm so sorry but <laughs> And I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? Right? <laughs> Freaky ass kid, what's wrong with you? <laughs> You're like, I just wanted some milk. And I'm like, oh, okay. Maybe, maybe say something next right. time. Like, announce yourself as you're entering the room. Something. <laughs> maybe, I don't know. Mom, scoop from the hallway. <laughs> right? I'm coming in, don't slap me. <laughs> God. Uh, and I've always been a really light sleeper, too. So like the fact that my yeah, kid me too. being super, super young could like tiptoe to where I literally didn't hear them in that. All Dude. I could do is I wake up because I feel like somebody's staring at me and bam, yes. they are. <laughs> it's a terrible feeling. And I felt like that. And I opened my eyes and like two-year-old almost touching noses with me. He was so <laughs> close. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck is actually wrong with you? <laughs> my heart like jumped through my throat out of my mouth <laughs> oh yeah it's so funny um I saw this oh what was it it was either a, it might have been a tiktok or a meme or something where um they're like why does every mother when you wake them like 
gasp for air like it was the first time <laughs> I've ever and oh all I could think of was remember when we were little yes and every time, time you look mom up, up oh my gosh that's like, exactly what happened <laughs> like she was gasping like she had just been like, like underwater and like her I'm head like, lifted up I never wanted to wake her like when she's like I'm taking a nap wake me up I never wanted to be never the one to wake her, wake her up her. Like, <laughs> all of us all of us <laughs> would like flip a coin on who we would go and wake her because you could barely touch her just barely touch her shoulder and be like mom mom and she'd be like <laughs> <laughs> it was terrifying and then on top of that like she gave you like the eat shit and die look. she did like <laughs> why the fuck are you waking me up because she told me to <laughs> and she was always in a in a horrible mood when when she woke up that's now, me like, i oh, can't I take naps i'm not allowed to take naps and now like i feel i feel like our own mother because anytime i do that if Dallas or somebody wakes me up, I am horrible. <laughs> I am. I am not even. I'm not kidding. I'm not allowed to take naps because I'm terrible at taking naps. Every time I wake up, I wake up in a terrible, terrible, like yeah. shitty mood. I'm like groggy. I feel disgusting, and it's just, it's just not worth it. <laughs> I'm same way. Same way. I'm so mean. It's just not um, worth it. In fact, like Dallas does his best in the mornings on the weekends because. The, the weekends are like the only time that I can ever actually sleep in just a tiny bit, you know, because mm -hmm. I work really early during the week. So does he, right. well, um, he lets me sleep in because he's always one that wakes up. Even when his alarm doesn't go off on the weekends, he's up super early. Um, he can't help it. His body's just that way. Me. I'm like, if I, if everybody could leave me alone, I would legitimately sleep all day long. And, um, he does his best because our dog doesn't sleep in our room with us. He mm -hmm. sleeps in the living room, which is great because anytime somebody tries to break into our house, which has never happened, but fingers crossed, but, uh, our dog would rip them to pieces <laughs> and <laughs> he sleeps in the living room. But like, whenever they get up, anybody gets up or whatever, he's super excited. So he... <laughs> Dallas does his best to keep Shadow out of my room when I'm still sleeping because he likes to jump on the bed onto my face. Yeah. Makes me even more in a bad mood. That'll do it. So. Yeah, my my 100-pound lab sleeps on me. Like, yeah, it, no. in the bed on top of me, and I can't breathe. Um, <laughs> Like, I'm surrounded by, like, 280 husband and 100 pound dog on top of me and i know i've got a 280 <laughs> husband and a 100 pound dog but my 100 pound dog doesn't sleep on top of me thank god he, he just wants to be close to molly okay where am i what were we even talking about <laughs> so. how, how she slept through this guy being on top of her yes she slept through it so let's see she's talking everybody's like you know, there's people saying that she's got odd behavior, doesn't really seem like a grieving mother, and she's not speaking very consistently. Like, she kept randomly going back to talking about her touching the knife and saying that she was worried she had obscured the fingerprints or whatever. Um, as for the inconsistent speaking, that doesn't scream guilty to me because she's in the hospital on all these pain medicines and just suffered a traumatic experience understood supposedly. but her so, story doesn't make sense story does not make sense at all so at the boy's funeral 
there were more reports of her acting off. A detective supposedly overheard her whisper, I'm sorry, to the boys before she started like sobbing and wailing and like screaming out who could have done this to my children which that that's her showing like emotion and stuff and also that's hearsay like i don't know if you actually heard her say that but even if it she doesn't did, matter she, even if she said i'm sorry exactly she could have be been saying sorry that she didn't get to them in she's time so, exactly so like calm down with that um I'm but sorry, after she but I probably would say the same exactly thing. um after she calmed down at um she seemed to suddenly show a lack of emotion and like started busying herself by looking at all the names on the flower arrangements and like she commented that she had to be sure to send thank you notes to everyone that sent flowers because that's the proper thing to do which is also and, a part partial to shock just so you exactly know. that's what i was going to say so like we said nobody knows how they're going to react if they're in that situation like people react so, in all different I ways mean, there's no right or wrong way to grieve there's really not so even, um, so all these people are like, oh, she's acting weird. But uh, there's a forensic psychologist, Dr. Lisa Clayton, that said that Darley exhibited the typical blackouts and distorted memory of people who experience a profound trauma and are forced to give clear descriptions of it after the event. Mm-hmm. So they're like, okay, that, whatever. Anyways, there's still all the questions though, like with her story. So police have all the questions they're like what like what was even the motive for this like i said it wasn't a robbery nothing was stolen um why would an intruder attack two small children before attacking the adult in the room who would obviously be the bigger threat to the attacker um why would the intruder just back off when she woke up leaving witness alive like we had talked about like she would have been able to identify him so why why would he just run off <laughs> um okay. why would he drop the murder weapon on the floor when she if when she's chasing him essentially giving her a weapon to fight back with and speaking of the knife why if this person came in with the sole purpose of murder why didn't he bring his own weapon so this butcher's knife was from their kitchen oh yeah that is odd yeah so usually a murderer will like bring their own weapon if they're going to go murder someone yeah i didn't know that it was theirs right it was their knife from their kitchen so that does not add up like none of it's making sense it's not making sense not making sense so let's see the murders happened on june 6th and devon's seventh birthday would have been on june 14th which is really sad right i know so they did have a graveside birthday party for him on his birthday and the local news station was there and recorded it so when you watch this recording darley can be seen laughing smiling and spraying silly string on the boys graves this was not a good look for darley that doesn't sound very good either not a good look why are you laughing on their graves (laughs) So I'll come back to this in a second, this whole graveside party. Um, The recording aired, it aired on the news um, on June 18th, four days later. Wait, it aired on the news. And then on June 18th, four days later after that, she was arrested for the murders of her two children. They're like, you're super sketch. This don't make sense. But they don't, Um, they didn't have any evidence for that yet. Right. So they have 
her shady story and no evidence suggesting that there was ever an intruder. So that's what they're going on. Um, she has always sworn that she's innocent. Like, she's always said that. Both her family and her husband's family never doubted her innocence. And they, the families even mortgaged their own homes to pay for lawyers for her. They're like, no, she didn't do this. Like, she wouldn't do this. Um, the trial began in January of 97. And Routier was depicted by the prosecution as a pampered wife living beyond her means, suffering from postpartum depression and angry about her husband's declining business. So they said that she was a woman that was used to a certain lifestyle and that she could no longer live the lifestyle the way she wanted to. And they only tried her for the murder of Damon. They never tried her for the murder of Devin. Why? So that, because they wanted to have that like in their back pocket in case she wasn't found guilty or if she was found guilty, they would have that to fall back on if she was ever like acquitted or like it was overturned by it like in an appeal mm -hmm. because there was no statute of limitations on any murder charge in the state of texas so they would like always have his murder there in case they needed to charge her with that that's kind of fucked up though a little bit yeah <laughs> so Damn. right so the case is not looking good for her there's all these questions of whether or not she seemed upset by her son's death um there's also a huge back and forth during the trial on whether or not she ever put towels on the boy's wounds so like you know the officers like oh you need to put towels on there and like apply pressure on the stuff the officers and the paramedics all testified that she never never put towels on them like never was trying to like help with them she was just um standing in the doorway of the den holding a towel to her neck but she never put towels on either of the boys so Darlie and Darren both testified that while he was administering the CPR on Devin, she had been going back and forth from the den to the kitchen, getting towels and wetting them and then bringing them to the boys and putting them on them. So there was no diluted blood on the kitchen floor or in the carpet. So if it had been diluted by like water, that would have been pretty clear. Like, yeah, the only diluted blood was by the kitchen sink and um there was some like it was like diluted by the countertop by the sink and like the faucet the faucet handle and then the cabinet doors directly under the sink but the sink itself had been wiped down like cleaned so like evidential cleaning <laughs> so you would think if if she's running back and forth and she's like wetting these bloody towels there would be like a crazy bloody mess all over the sink well yeah so like, i mean like but the sink was wiped down i'm saying so like they don't know why it was wiped down right like why would it why would it be wiped down like you're panicked your kids are bleeding to death in the next room you've had your throat slashed right you've had your throat slashed you're like going back and get these towels it should have been like a bloody fucking mess like why would you wipe the sink down yeah i will say about this because i'm weird like i don't know how i would react in this situation at all i do know that i am insanely ocd yeah but she's not she's probably not there's nothing about that saying that she is but i, I was gonna say you would know like that would have been noted so right 
like for example if chris is in the kitchen and he's cooking i'm gonna be obnoxiously standing nearby to wipe down everything that he spills because i know he's gonna spill a lot of shit which i know i've watched it and i know it's obnoxious <laughs> as hell but i like can't help it like i have to <laughs> so if it was me at the sink and i'm like wetting these towels and i noticed i got blood on the sink I would probably like without even realizing it wipe it down like in the process because I'm a freak and, and personally coming from somebody that knows that this has happened with you I know that you would do that however but it's not noted that she children, right if your children were in this situation where they were get, they got stabbed right we're not worried about cleaning no so I'm absolutely not saying that's what happened here at all I'm just saying i could see myself doing that because I'm weird mm -hmm. and I wouldn't even realize it but I wouldn't like clean it down so the cabinet door where, where there was like a little bit of diluted blood on the cabinet door it was just on the handle almost as if like you'd opened it and underneath there that's where like all the cleaning supplies was mm -hmm. and there was a little bit of blood inside there so it's like somebody like got cleaning supplies and cleaned it like nobody would so do that like she reached in there and cleaned it right um so let's see i keep losing my place i'm sorry no it's fine oh this is also what i was gonna say why would she be wetting towels in the first place to put on a knife wound you wouldn't exactly so some people are like oh she was panicked and she wasn't thinking straight and whatever i can get that but she was putting a dry towel on her own neck wound. Like she was applying pressure to her neck with a dry towel. Why, why did she go back and forth to wet towels for them? It doesn't yeah. make sense. No, it doesn't. Um, investigators did a luminol test on the kitchen sink. And which basically is like a black black light down the sink. Basically, um, it's a chemical that you turn the lights, you spray it all over, you turn lights off. If there's yes. blood there, it glows up. Exactly. So the entire sink basin quickly lit up like a Christmas tree, like glowed in the dark. Gotcha. Um, they also did a luminol test on the leather couch where she was supposed to be asleep when the intruder attacked her. Mm -hmm. There wasn't it's as clean. much, well, there wasn't, yeah, there wasn't as much blood on there as you would think for someone that was like laying there having their throat yeah. cut. But there was a small child's bloody handprint that had been wiped away. So that's like super sketch. Why wipe that away? Why would you wipe away the the child's handprint? Right. So blood on Darlie's pillow and pillowcase did support that her throat was cut while she was laying on the couch. But the prosecution had a different theory. So they say that they believed, based on the evidence, that Darlie had cut her own throat at the sink. And that's why she had wiped the sink down. But like... Can you imagine slitting your own throat and then standing there and cleaning the sink up after that? I mean, like that just I can't seemed... imagine it, but I'm going to tell you that is a pretty good theory. I mean, that's their theory. That's what they went with, which makes sense definitely with it being wiped down. Well, and considering the amount of blood they found in the sink, right? Why else would it have been there? That's true. But I just can't imagine standing there cleaning because the sink after if, I cut my throat. Well, no, I know. But I'm saying, but even like if, even if she had been wetting towels 
and like diluting blood bloody towels or whatever it wouldn't have been that way in the sink unless she's wetting towels and that means she's not applying pressure to her own neck at that time you wouldn't think that she i don't know right so i don't know yeah it's uh, none of it makes sense none of it makes sense so getting back to the silly string graveside birthday Mm -hmm. party so this was going to end up being one of the biggest pieces of the prosecution's case um like i said the news showed darlie throwing this cheerful birthday party at the boy's graves she's smiling she's laughing she is smacking the hell out of some freaking gum that she's chewing and it drove me crazy when i was watching it (laughs) um so the jurors watched this video again and again they watch it over and over they were not shown hours of secret video footage that police had taken before the birthday party had started Mm -hmm. so police had been staking out like all day they um they'd been there for hours before the party they even put a microphone near the graves they said in case they would hear like a graveside confession they did not get this confession but they did get hours of tears and praying and mourning um like just hours and hours of her being there like upset there's like a preacher preaching like they're all there upset they also got darlie's sister giving her the silly string for the party and telling her look here's some silly string the boys really love silly string and they would want it to be at their party like they wouldn't want you to be sad um so this video was never entered into evidence because there was questions about the legality of it um the officers that filmed it they like pled the fifth regarding the video so they wouldn't get into trouble so the jury was never shown this video they were only shown the video of her like trying to put on a happy face and celebrate her dead son's birthday mm-hmm. so um after all the trial everything ultimately after nine hours of deliberation darlie was found guilty of the murder of damon and um she was sentenced to death by lethal injection so one of the jurors um charlie sanford he confessed one year later after her sentencing that he was bribed into the guilty verdict uh he says that this has haunted him every day since then and that he actually believes she's innocent. Um, her family maintains a website that proclaims her innocence. And in June of 2011, her husband, Darren, filed for divorce. So he says that it was a mutual but very difficult decision. And he still believes that Darlie is innocent. And he's never remarried like since then. He's still That's like... So sad. Yeah. So... The defense claims that there were errors made both during the trial and during the investigation, especially at the crime scene. They also claim that there was significant evidence that was excluded and super questionable evidence from the prosecution that was allowed and shouldn't have been. Which makes me wonder, did she appeal? She's appealed several times, yes. So how come it keeps getting... Right. Dismissed. Right. So there were photos of Darlie's injuries, specifically of like major bruising to her arms that was never shown to the jury during the trial. Which, how can she do that to herself? Well, I'm about to send you this picture. And you tell me. 
if you think she did this to herself. There's no way. Like, okay, this picture she just sent me is literally a picture of a bruise from like her wrist all the way up her arm. Like, significant bruising. Right. As in like, this looks like not somebody grabbing you. This legitimately looks like she just got tossed down some fucking stairs. Right, like, and, right? And, yeah, no, that's, like, she couldn't have done that herself. So, jurors, they're now saying they were never shown this photo. Prosecution says they did see it. So, according to um, Barbara Davis, something that's been put into evidence means that it just means it's been marked and it's been turned in and filed. That doesn't mean the jury sees it. Like, yeah. just because just it's been turned in doesn't mean they see it. Barbara Davis is a true crime writer who wrote a book about this case entitled Precious Angels. And in this book, she says that Darley is definitely the killer. Like, she's like, oh, she did it. She killed these babies. Um, she also now says that she never saw that photo during, because she was there throughout the whole trial, through like all the invest, like she was there. Um, she says she never saw the photo and she's now convinced after seeing it that Darlie's innocent. She says the picture proves that she put up one hell of a fight against someone. Oh yeah. Like and, absolutely. Right. And so she believes that she got it wrong when she wrote her book and that she was just like going along with the theory that she was guilty. But here's the problem though. I I see the picture. Right. I do. But her story still doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. Make sense. That's what I'm saying. It's so hard for us she said, to back and she face said. innocent because right. it doesn't make sense. Like, there's no blood trail of the perpetrator leaving. There's no trace that there was anybody in your house. So if they went out the garage, they sure didn't go out the garage. So <laughs> you sure they didn't go out your front door? If they went out the garage, they sure didn't go out the garage. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, they didn't. There's no, there's no evidence how did the socket in the alley like all of these types of things which I, right I mean, so here's my thing maybe she was in shock and he did flee but he didn't go out the garage right he for sure did not go out the garage um there was bloodstain evidence that contradicted the state's case the prosecution's own expert like their expert said darley would have had to have been bleeding when she allegedly stabbed the boys because blood stains on the right shoulder area of her shirt contained a mixture of her blood and each of the boys blood so they're like she had to have already been bleeding when she stabbed them that's what the prosecution said that does no that's not true right so back to the sock in the alley the sock had both of the boys blood on it mm-hmm. so this means that the boys had already been stabbed when the sock but was it taken didn't have hers taken to the alley right so they claimed that she used the sock to hold the knife so that she wouldn't get her fingerprints on the knife. But, but if she was already bleeding. Right. Then they're saying that she then took it to the alley to get rid of it because it had their blood on it. And then when she came back, she realized that Damon was still alive and she stabbed him again in a panic and then realized she got fingerprints on the knife. And that's why she kept talking about the fingerprints. That's what they're saying. Okay. No, that doesn't make sense either. Right. If that had been the case, then according to the prosecution, she would have already been bleeding because they're theory about the mixed blood on the shirt so she would have left a bloody ass trail in the alley like there would have been blood outside that's what i'm saying well even if she stabbed the boys 
and the manner that she stabbed the boys like there would have been blood in the alley too right so So, no right so that would mean according to the prosecution she slit her own throat then cleaned up the sink stabbed her sons took the sock to the alley without leaving any blood trail even though her throat is actively bleeding and then she came back and stabbed damon again no no um there was also a bloody fingerprint in the house that didn't match darley or darren so that wasn't put into evidence well investigators they just said it was probably one of the children's fingerprints the problem with that is the boys were never fingerprinted well yeah of course but you can tell the difference between a child's fingerprint and an adult right like it's a whole ass fingerprint that didn't belong to anyone and they didn't check into that um there was also a problem with the murder weapon itself so the prosecution claimed that a single knife was used in the attack mm-hmm. however when the butcher knife was tested it only had darley's and damon's blood on it not devon's so there was another knife right devon was stabbed in the chest twice so, like brutally so why was and this wasn't brought up either so because she was being tried for damon's murder not devon's so they just kind of that's why they did it that way right like that does not make sense no and if there's another if there's another freaking knife where is it like so despite all of this for some reason all the appeals filed for her have failed she's still on death row um she's still there waiting for a sentence to be carried out there's like tons of theories about what really happened like everybody has all these theories like she some people say she killed them because of the financial problems they were having but why would she kill the kids right so i saw this one thing that said um the life insurance that they had on them didn't even cover like the funeral cost so that would make you think not thing about especially back then financial reasons well and that's my thing here's the thing especially back then and i mean people even have this issue now um a lot of places or a lot of people when they're covering life insurance on children they don't they don't think about having to either cover them or covering them that much so because they're children they're children right now i will tell you that me and dallas both cover life insurance on all the kids um just for some you just never know and it's not anything we would ever want to happen to them by all means but i actually have a couple of um i have a friend i'll tell you this one of my friends lost their two-year-old daughter mm-hmm so sad so sad Um, like extremely sad and they did not have life insurance on her because Mm. she was two because she's two and you wouldn't think that you need to have that on a two-year-old so between the funeral cost and the burial and and all of it like everything it it was a lot of money there was it was a fortune and something they couldn't right really afford at the time and it's just it's just so sad so like things like that really click into oh maybe i should do this and so like situations like that are the reason that we do now right when when our kids were younger i didn't right i didn't didn't think to right so 
Yeah, that. So that doesn't really make sense for the financial problem. Like, no. What, unless you're saying that she and just thought mention, that it'd be less people to have to take care of. Like, is that what you're saying? Because that isn't. No, because right. here's my thing. Also, if she was that upset about their financial issues and she was upset with her husband and his company, you would think if she really wanted to kill somebody, it would be him. Right. That absolutely, I would think that. Um, there's the theory that she wanted to commit suicide, which is known to be to have been true at one time. Like she did. Yeah. Um, and some people say that she wanted to spare her sons the pain of the experience of her killing herself. So she planned on killing them and then herself. So that's one theory. Um, some people think that there was an there was an intruder. And the intruder escaped somehow and took the second knife that was used on Devin with him because he had brought that knife himself. Because, mm-hmm. you know, like we said, murderers usually bring their own weapon if they're going to yeah. <laughs> kill somebody. So I don't, I really don't know what, like, her her story absolutely does not add up at all. No, it doesn't. But also there's lots of evidence supporting that somebody else there is the knife the knife thing is a big thing for me because like why would Devin's blood not be on it oh I know and also even if she would have like say she started with Devin and then cleaned it off cleaned off the knife but I mean she right she wouldn't have cleaned it off good enough for it to have none of his I was gonna say even then so here's the thing about about like knives as a weapon here's the thing about cleaning up a crime scene no here's the thing about cleaning up a crime scene no um people don't realize that like even if you wash a knife for instance knives kitchen knives especially like butcher's knives that you use a lot to cut things they have little tiny nicks and grooves and all kinds of stuff in it exactly so cleaning off a kitchen knife you may think that you cleaned it really good on the handle on the knife itself like the blade Um, but there are so many tiny little itty bitty grooves that putting a knife together, like the handle and all that stuff, Mm -hmm. you have no idea what's under there. (laughs) Right. So the knife doesn't add up. The bloody fingerprint is weird, Mm -hmm. but it's also weird that there's no blood anywhere outside the house. Like that is so weird. The sock is weird. The sock is super weird. weird. It's super weird. But I will say that I believe that when she said that he ran out the garage, I bet he didn't go out that way. Right. But also she said she chased him. Why would you chase somebody for one? Right. Why would you chase somebody? For two, how did you not feel him on top of you? How did you not hear him stabbing your children? Were they just silently stabbed? Do you think they were just quiet? Do you honestly believe that the other kid wouldn't have woken up when the other one was getting stabbed? Right. Like, you had to have heard something. Or him screaming. You Are you telling me that when he got stabbed, he didn't scream? Right. That's what I'm saying. Like, it just doesn't make sense. That's what makes my head hurt, because none of it makes any sense. No, it does. It Honestly, the way that she describes it makes her definitely sound guilty. Right. But then you've got these other, this other evidence, like, supporting that, that, it truly does look like somebody was in there. Maybe, she, maybe she had somebody do it and she knew about it. Maybe, like I don't fucking know anymore. Maybe she had somebody help her. I don't. I don't fucking know. 
the suicide one i can kind of see yeah she's been known to like have those thoughts in the past they're older so they would be more affected than the seven-month-old baby would not know what was going on so maybe she was like i'm gonna kill them and kill myself and then he'll just take care of the baby and they can move on with their lives yeah but if that was what you're trying to do why would you then hold a freaking towel to your wound and call the police and make up the story yeah i just don't buy it it doesn't make sense <laughs> I don't buy it. but I, it's really hard to say that she's guilty too right i get exactly what you mean now yeah this, like, this case hurts my head <laughs> you're welcome you're all welcome i'm gonna go to bed tonight and be like <laughs> did she do it no she didn't yes she did no no she didn't yes she did right like you just <laughs> go back and forth you really do like there's i've uh. so yeah that is darlie yeah. routier and this confusing ass case so is she so she's still on death row then? she's still on death row i think she's one of like i think it's i want to say she was one of six women that are on death row in texas right now gotcha but yeah, do they have a do they have a date? They don't right now. Gotcha. So yeah. All right. That's it. That is all that. This so an interesting case. You're welcome. That's a, that's a case that's super <laughs> super frustrating. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm gonna hope that you don't do that back to me next week. <laughs> I can't I can't promise. <laughs> can't promise all right well let's i guess we can end it right we can all right so yeah follow all the <laughs> stuff um got the instagram you know facey space facey spaced um if you haven't checked out our new website go for it it will have our newest episode uploaded um we're working on a couple other add-ons to it we just haven't got that far yeah it's very but like it's very basic right now, but I'm also super proud of it because it's my first website ever. And when you click on the buttons, they actually do something. So. I know. I'm kind of proud of her too, because I remember the long, um, long, long, long time it took to, to get my photography one up and running and uh, just how tedious it is too. Yeah. Which I had like a lot more, like a lot more details and a lot more to it, but um it's good it's a good beginner for us and and we're starting it up and we are adding to it we just haven't finished it to publish the add-ons yet but you can but it's got links it. to all of our um like to our instagram and our facebook and stuff so like if you don't yeah. so if you, if you don't follow out, us and you don't want to like search for the name you can just go to the website it's yeah. sarahawksisters.com and you can just click on the link yes sure can and you can reach out to us that way. Um, you can still reach out to our email. It links straight to our email. Or you can DM us just like um, we've had in the past. So, yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Cool, cool, cool. You ready to be awkward? Yeah. Let's be awkward. Same. Okay, bye. bye.